Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome to part two of our review of WrestleMania 4. It's what the world is watching. Another world enjoying it, Mark? No, no, they're not. Why? Well, because it's really long and it's too boring and everyone's taken loads of steroids and they've gone all round and smooth and they look like baby minky whales in pants and they're all just really slow and tired. Welcome to the greatest entertainment spectacle on earth. Welcome to Mark, do you want to know what I've been doing for the last week? Uh, if it's clean, yeah. Trying to... Well, it's not really. It's no. rather grubby and low rent, well, but... Well, you can still tell me. I've spent most of the week trying to find uh, an original, oh. high-definition copy oh. of the superstar Billy Graham poster with a tiger, the, space tiger in space. Space saber-toothed tiger. Is it saber <laughs> Maybe this is where the search has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Get your it's, tigers right. I mean, it's a terrible drawing of both Billy Graham and the tiger. Uh, it, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> But do you know what? Never wanted something more. I know. Why can't we get this? Well, we could pay our own artist five grand to make a run. We, we should it doesn't explain. even have his full name on it. So I no. imagine Superstar Billy, just the word superstar, is not trademark. You can't trademark that. We, we should explain that Superstar Billy Graham, the <laughs> 70s wrestler, spent a lot of money at a time five when he didn't have five very grand. much money. Five grand on the art, five grand on the advertising in Starlog magazine, and then an unspecified amount on television adverts um, to, to sell five of these posters. Yeah. It was a financial disaster. It is brilliant. It's Superstar Billy Graham in space with a space uh, saber-toothed tiger and uh, <laughs> space gas and space stars. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I want one so badly, Pete, that I can't speak or think. Because <laughs> you're in space, mate. Oh, that poster's in, so clever. In space, no one can hear you want a poster. <laughs> in space, no say. one can hear you spending all your money on steroids, <laughs> so you have to make a run of posters. Uh, oh, no. Joking aside, Superstar Billy Graham is worryingly litigious. Is he? He's okay. got nothing left to lose. So right. he is just... He, he sued his fire department uh, about t five years ago. because. Why? They run the paramedic ambulance thing, and he called an ambulance, and they tried to take him to hospital, but he wanted to go to a specific clinic. And they said, mm, no, we're taking you to hospital. <laughs> so uh, that was $25 million he felt he deserved. You're on food stamps, mate. <laughs> like, we're that, taking you to the cheapest hospital possible. That, uh, that, that case was very roundly thrown out. <laughs> I heard a man in the post office today actually talking about that. He'd been thrown out of Morrison's. They'd banned him. And he was saying, so, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, one, I'm not one to be messed with. I'm going to go back and I will be suing them for defamation of character. I'll be suing them for slander. I will be suing them for... And it's, it is a funny thing when people who are weird, yeah. you know, people who aren't weird don't constantly go, I am going to sue people who've been trying to help me. Or people who have reacted to me because I've been misbehaving. You know, but right. anyway, so all I'm saying is look forward to our enjoyable day in court with yeah. Superstar Billy Graham. It'll be box office as not, if nothing else, Mark. <laughs> we'll For the first time of Billy Graham's career. <laughs> <laughs> Unfair, very big in the 70s, cheap joke, unnecessary. <laughs> Slap wrist. <laughs> so, welcome back to the less interesting WrestleMania 4. Yay! Oh, We're back, God. guys. We're back. It I mean... Heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it, is, it is a long, long watch. 
It is, and it's not helped by the fact that the promos, um, are, they've kind of got the wrestlers when they are at their most talkative, let's say. Yes, actually. Apart from the British Bulldog <laughs> pair, who can't seem to string two words together. Oh, my God, they were never good at interviews. But, no, but, but I this mean... is their absolute nadir. <laughs> they open it with Dynamite Kid, and Dynamite Kid, <laughs> he, he, he comes from Goldbomb in Lancashire, he's got, right. got this very, very, uh, you know, you know what Tom do to him. And do you know what he sounds like? He sounds like Wearside Jack, who was the... the <laughs> The fantasist. Was he the, the tape um, that, Jack the Ripper fantasist? Uh, the, the Peter Sutcliffe Yorkshire yes. Ripper. Hello, Jack, you won't catch me. <laughs> and then he played Andrew Gold. Thank you for being a friend at the end. And when he comes out and does that, he's like, goes, Welcome to WrestleMania 4. You won't catch me, Jack. I've been having a right laugh. Ha ha. What about you, Davy? And Davy, Davy Boy Smith, he says. He tries to do one line. He tries to do one gag about the dog. Yeah. And I think he's omitted a word because he says, this dog's a weasel. <laughs> but the joke is that he's a weasel catcher. Yeah. So he goes, this dog's the first weasel dog. Yeah. And, and Bobby the Brain Heenan, <laughs> also known in the business as the weasel. That yeah. was his joke. And the thing that Davy Boy Smith does is you can see in his eyes, somewhere in there, he goes... Maybe this hasn't gone well. <laughs> but maybe it will be remedied if I say the word weasel again and again and again. This is the weasel catcher and he's weasel. And he's the weasel, weasel. and a weasel. You, you can't, you can't, you can't drop my wages. I said the word weasel. And that was the, that was the word I had trouble with. That's that reason like a proper nightmare that you you were saying weasel. like the word weasel is so. If you're saying it twice, then. <laughs> Things are going wrong because you'll never have to say it twice. And it's a word that is so noticeable that saying it three times, people are going, This guy's just saying the word weasel over and over again. They also then cut to Coca Beware and Coca Beware. He, well, he's just he's better, great. isn't he? He's great. Isn't and he what, great? Well, he's great. God, like, thank Christ that guy oh, was there because he's good. He's a lifesaver. But when he gets into full flow, they just zoom in on the dog. You can't actually go, Oh, I'm going to get. Yeah. And oh then, yeah, no, no point paying no attention point. to Coco. You know, no. he, he he's doing a professional job. <laughs> Let's zoom in on this dog. <laughs> See if the dog does it poo through its mouth or something. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There'll be more of that later on with, uh, <laughs> with some trousers. I'm obsessed with. Okay, uh, looking forward to this. But like, and and, and the body um, uh, back in the studio, mm. like somebody says, "Oh, Matilda's in great shape." I presume it's Gorilla. Mm. Uh, and, and the body, for no good reason, goes. I think she looks like a big fat pig to me. Why are you having a go on the oh. dog? The body. Someone fucked a dog at WrestleMania 3. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Negging. Oh, my God. I just realised. Yeah. He fancies another bit with Matilda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate that dog. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Yeah. I've never, never had sex with that She's dog. Stop in my house. Yeah. Didn't you have sex with that dog? Didn't you have sex with that dog? Yeah, ugly dog. Ugly dog. All dogs are ugly, aren't they? Yeah. And aren't Coco, they? is your bird around? <laughs> get off my bird. <laughs> so we get the, the first match of the second half. I say second half. We've just, you know, made this up because it's, I mean, you know, there's no, there is no time does not exist in WrestleMania Four. <laughs> it could be days, it could be months. I mean, it's certainly not less than days. Um, but the first match is Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Natural Butch Reed. Right. And again, I, I think I, I mentioned this when we were doing WrestleMania Three. I forget how good Randy Savage is, yes. and he comes out here and he is just brilliant. And he's with his valet and at the time wife. Uh, who is Elizabeth. Yes. And she is brilliant in this. I mean, she's really sort of classy. She, she, she reminds me of Princess Diana. She's classy. She wears beautiful dresses. Mm. She's shy and bashful. Mm. And she dies in weird circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's so... Like, I try to work out how old she was. She wasn't that old when no. she was in this. Like, And I'm like, she must be just... Like, what are you like at 24? What are you like at 25? And you're yeah. surrounded by these horrible, steroided men. Well, man on top of this, she's married to Randy Savage, and Randy mm. Savage is a very, very possessive and yes. jealous man. He's very sort of paranoid. There's a really... It, it, the famous relationship between them is that he was super protective of her. Mm. And it wasn't just a case of he was naturally protective. He knew what the other people around them were like. So he used to, uh, quite often when he'd have his matches, mm. she'd go out and then he'd take her back to the dressing room that she had and he'd, he'd lock her in there. Yeah. A couple of times when he went on foreign tours, he locked her inside the house they held. I mean, it's obscene and it's frightening. There is a, uh, 
a little thing that the Ultimate Warrior, who is not known for sort of like being the best reader of a room and the best sort of most aware person. No, we've seen but, him do uh, conferences before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In was, his later years. He was talking about their relationship and he was explaining, he was saying Randy Savage, weirdly, he wasn't just doing it because Randy Savage is possessive and horrible. Mm. He was doing it because he knew what the boys were like. Right. So the Warrior said, the backstage environment's like a zoo. Hallways are set up as dressing rooms. You can see guys half undressed, totally undressed, going to the shower and a towel, still in their underwear or their trunks. Elizabeth was one of the only women at that time who was in the backstage area. And I've got to tell you, man, I've never met a group of males with a greater tendency towards adultery, promiscuity, and even sexual perversion. Randy was just protective of the wife that he loved. I think back then in the 80s, people sort of went, oh, it's funny, isn't it? Ah, ha, ha. He's possessive. Mm. He locks his wife in a thing. Well, he, he uses it as an on... It's an on... It's an in-ring thing as well. It's an on-screen yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's... Uh, uh, bizarrely, George, George the Animal Steel mm. talked about how Randy Savage legitimately was jealous. He thought that George and Elizabeth were having an affair because <laughs> they had a, a, a routine together where George would pretend that he liked... Um, yeah. Elizabeth, and he'd stroke his own head and go, oh, and he was like, mate, fucking back off my wife. <laughs> it's that but he's level. he's like a 50-year-old hairy-backed they, they, they don't call it macho madness for nothing. <laughs> you know, and it, it is a shame. I mean, I mean, obviously, there is there is something which is very, very unsettling about that. It's really, it's really nasty mm. and, it, and it's horrible. But, you know, it, it just, it also ruined a lot of Randy Savage's life. He lost a lot of friends over the years because he was obsessed with the idea that Hogan had uh, in some way broken up his marriage, right. you know, that Hogan's wife had been feeding his wife all this and it was just, you know, he lost a lot of friendships because of the nature of his his sort of, you know, just uh, his, his, his personality. Mm. Um, but, you know, uh, that aside, I mean Hell of a wrestler! <laughs> <laughs> difficult, <laughs> difficult thing to, he had his personal demons <laughs> but, um, I mean, nobody gave a knee drop like Randy Savage. <laughs> um, he, is, he is actually the first person in this who is moving at a decent pace, mm. and it just the whole place comes alive yeah, it's because he's just moving. You know, <laughs> it's night and day, isn't it? Oh, why they didn't like rematch him with uh, Steamboat? I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> I think probably because they thought everything else would look like the pits. Mm. But my God, he's good in this. He's really, really mm. good. He got his name because his mum was reading a Reader's Digest, and she rang him up and said, "I've seen a really good name." That it's, it says Macho Man here. That's going to be a catchphrase that everyone uses soon. Macho Man. And she read it in a Macca... Like yeah, a Macca and he said, what does it mean? She went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he became the macho man. man, Randy Savage. Um, uh, he's so good in this. Mm. He's so good. And you can see why they went, He he's the number one. Well, it's a very short match, isn't it? It's kind of... well. I mean, they're all very short matches, but yeah. uh, it was... The reason they're short is that at this stage, no one can do long matches. Right. They, they, they're just not in the shape to. Mm. They are so steroided up mm. that they... I mean, their bodies are going to go in cramps after yeah. about 10 minutes. So everything is short. And, it, and they've also got too many matches to get through. Yeah. Oh, God. And all this fucking stuff where the buys start coming in, Pete. You know, what, if you the one thing about wrestling is you can decide in advance what's going to happen. Yeah. So don't make it that it's really complex and messy. <laughs> have someone win and have someone well, lose. Well, you, you can be aided with like big screen graphics and stuff like that. You can mm. you can almost kind of because sometimes with wrestling, wrestling matches and certainly when you watch them live, you don't really know who's won. You don't really know what's going on until you see until you hear music or yeah. you see some graphics or something. You sort of go, oh right, okay, I see what's happened here. Yeah. But. In this situation, even I'm watching this on telly, I don't know what's going on. No. Like, the the, 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 the commentary team, for this time around, don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. She's yeah. just a bit of a mess, really. The whole thing is. But also, it's it's you can just tell that, that, that none of them have actually gone, let's put a good match together. Right. They've, they've been told, you've got five and a half minutes. Mm. And they've got out there, and then someone's going, shit, look at the time. Yeah. You've got six. Yeah. Wrap it up. Bang. You've got four. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's such a mess it's so i think actually what you see here as well is you see that the hand here of storytelling with everybody planning this thing for for ages mm. and, and and there's a tournament and stuff and what they haven't done is gone what actually happens in the ring mm. and everyone's just been told you've got four and a half you've got to win you've got to lose it's a count out um and the referee is sitting there going actually lads sorry timing's off a bit you're gonna have to wrap it up now yeah and it just really has that it's it's there's a horrible thing about and it's this, still four hours long <laughs> oh i mean it's so bad it's it, it's it's wrestlemania without any wrestling mm. just moving around getting to the right position mm. ending it get the next one on well it's a bit where like uh it's a bit where Andre the giant in a later match he he gets hit on the head i think by uh hogan and he it looks like he's not gonna go down and then i think he remembers that 
you know, time is against us, you got to get yeah. out of here. And then he goes down, you sort of go, that was dreadful yeah. looking. Like, that was, I know he's not a great wrestler, but yeah, that was dreadful. I mean, imagine, <laughs> imagine doing anything. I mean, you, you know, whatever you do, if someone is at the side of you going, actually, mate, you've got to wrap it up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a nightmare. It's <laughs> even like going for a drink. As soon as someone sort of rings that bell, you just go, oh, I feel sick. This is awful. <laughs> hate this. Yeah, oh, man. But it's saved by the VTs of Bob Yuka. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoy- I was enjoying the trope by this point. It, all of the videos were exactly the same. There was yeah. no variation. Bob Yuka would come on telling uh, telling the crowd that uh, he's going to have sex with uh, Vanna White. Vanna White. Yeah, of the Wheel um, of Fortune. Yeah, <laughs> and then like, like mugging off Jess. Um, and then some wrestlers will turn up and then he would threaten them with yeah. other wrestlers. That was the that was the only conceit. Yeah. All of the VTs. Bobby would come on and go, where's that woman I like? Yeah. Hey, Jess, have you seen that woman I like? And Jess going, I don't know where that woman is, but I'm not telling you. Yeah. And then some wrestlers would turn up and Bob Uker would say, well, you're in trouble, lad. <laughs> There's a couple and of them. It. Where it does sound like Jesse Ventura is actually just uh, th- so Bobby Uka will go now I'm going to find that Vanna White and I'm going to see her she'll give me a kiss and it comes back and Jess is going she's not going to give you a fucking kiss mate she's really cross about <laughs> it up. I'll yeah. admit. sorry mate it's not going to happen you're pathetic absolutely pathetic <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself people are watching this you prick <laughs> so there's even a bit where J- Gorilla Monsoon right at the end where Bobby Uka and Vanna White are together and Gorilla Monsoon goes I think she's going to kiss Bob Uka <laughs> and Jesse Ventura goes I don't think that's going to actually I don't think it's going to happen he sounds really <laughs> rattled and then it happens and he sort of just goes, oh, no, you know, it just, he sounds really sort of, <laughs> she's oh, his, God. She's his Miss Elizabeth. Oh, really is. I sort of, <laughs> again, I wanted him to come down and Bobby Uka to hit him or something. And, you know, that would have been great and they could have all cheered. Vanna White, uh, I mean, she would not have known what was going on. No, well, it seemed clear that she didn't know what was going on. No, no. I, I do like it after the Hogan match where they go back with Mean Gene and he goes, so Hogan and Andre eliminated. Yeah. And she goes, I told you I liked Hogan. And they're a bit like, yeah, yeah, literally just said they've been eliminated. So stop <laughs> picking people who have been eliminated to win the tournament. Um, she, she, she looks fine. She's got a, she's got quite a fixed smile on a lot of this, but she actually does quite a good job. Yeah, you know? I, I, I don't know. I, I just think she looked confused. I mean, she was stood in front of. I think it was the only time I saw the shot of the uh, of the actual bracket. Was, bracket and I was going, Did, have I seen that before? <laughs> I'm no. just bored by this whole thing. The funny thing, Vanna White in the mid '80s was like the go-to most attractive woman on earth okay right so when, like, when I'd right. like buy Mad Magazine mm. they'd often have jokes about it about like Vanna White yeah. and stuff and about how gorgeous she was she was like the Pam Anderson uh, um, Pam Anderson uh, comes up in the Wrestlemania fairly soon so they always have this thing of using these people what's funny about her is you look at her and you go she's, you know, she's very nice <laughs> but, but you wouldn't sort of She's go. Not Miss Elizabeth. No, exactly. I wouldn't beat Bob Uka to death for touching her. <laughs> Who killed Bob Uka? <laughs> it did absolutely do with Vanna White. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. I made it very clear what would happen to Bob Uka. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man! And then we go through to another match, which is absolutely worthless. Another tournament match, which is um, the One Man Gang versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Yes. Okay. Right. I, I you know, I like Bam Bam was really, really good. He was on the verge of being a big superstar. There was a possibility they were thinking of if Hogan went away to do movies, that Bam Bam would be the big Right. baby face that rose up okay. they made a really really simple error with him which is he's a big bloke who does really athletic stuff mm. and they kept on putting him in the ring with Andre King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang all of whom are bigger than him so you can't so really you do don't realise he's this big exciting guy because yeah. he looks small yeah. um, he again they just they, I don't know what it was that they just totally dropped the ball with him because right. he was he was good and he was weirdly popular compared to how badly they booked him um, he left pretty quickly after this right. he sort of saw the writing on the wall yeah. uh, and he went to Japan he did return in the 1990s and he did actually he's one of the few people who uh, did actually main event at Wrestlemania was that right? yes yeah. and he did it against a non-wrestler um, Lawrence Taylor football player at Wrestlemania 11 one of his great performances we will talk about it but it's one of his great performances because he takes a non-wrestler and he manages to get a main event out of him. It's uh, it's a Amazing. remarkable piece of work, you know. That's so cool. it's a shame to just see him being wasted at this point in his career when he was probably, you know, at his best. Mm. Well, um, I'm obsessed with Oliver Humberdink. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear more about him. Again, we talked about Frenchie Martin last time, and Oliver <laughs> Humberdink is one of those guys who was around for a short period, mm. and I know nothing about him. No one right. knows anything about him. He didn't seem to do anything. <laughs> he was just there. He was going, a lot. He, he looks a bit like Tom Baker. Yeah, he's got like a kind of uh, Harlequin sort of court job on. Yeah. And just, yeah. You know where Tom Baker's in Blackadder as the as the sort of uh, pirate that's sea That's right. Captain. Oh, the crazy sea captain. Yeah, yeah that's that right, looks yeah. a little bit like, like Olive Humperdinck. <laughs> but Oliver Humperdinck doesn't have any funny lines no. or memorable moments. <laughs> really odd. Again, why would you why would you go Bam Bam Bigelow? Could be a big star. Yeah. 
Do you know what would make him more popular? <laughs> Give him someone's fucking granddad. Someone's granddad who is like in the arts movement <laughs> in the 60s. And who's made his own court. Oh, God, he just looks... He looks like he stinks of, like, wheat. <laughs> what it is about him, he looks really great. I'm sure he's a lovely fella. Um, Hulk Hogan's promo. Oh. That's what we're moving into, I well, think, aren't we? I, have I skipped a match? Or no, is this, yeah, no, no this right is in there. This is the... The, what, that, the, one the most oh. bizarre promo the most bizarre speech I've ever seen a wrestler give and I, mm. I've not watched a lot I must admit so maybe there's crazy ones but it involves so much yeah <laughs> yeah now this is this as well is a time when there's not writers for this yeah. Hogan is coming up with this stuff himself Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He is. Oh, a little oh, bit yeah. of a late night inspiration <laughs> with those little what, fingers around what, it. What time did you write that? Half past five in the morning. <laughs> have what, you been asleep yet? No. Since when? <laughs> have you ever been to sleep? I've never been to sleep. No. <laughs> but here's my promo. Uh, oh yeah! It's, he's, he talks about. It starts off, and you go. I'm following this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I'm going to slam Andre into the sea. Yeah, and so, then, no, so, yeah, so yeah, it's going to slam Andre into the floor. Yeah, he has doesn't seem to understand how it how it works. But right, he throws Andre into the floor. Yeah, and it creates a fault line. Yeah, and then as Andre goes into the sea. Yeah, and Trump Plaza goes into the sea. Right. Donald Trump better hope that he keeps hold of his he says goodbye to his material possessions and keeps his arm around his family uh, yeah. it's good job that Trump's a Hulkamania <laughs> and then but don't worry Trump if you don't get if you drown in the water don't worry I've got the largest back in the world and we'll swim to safety and then he swims out of shot doing like a mad sort of lithe Again, backstroke if you think your promo is going badly Hogan knows what to do. He goes <laughs> backstroke out of shot. <laughs> right? That will pay for the tracks. This is a pre-record. <laughs> a pre-record that then cuts to the current president of the United States <laughs> in what must be a thing of the ground this covered. The most undignified <laughs> moment of his life. That this raging madman who looks like a mahogany wardrobe, looks like a tree, <laughs> talking about he'll give up all his materialistic possessions and his family are under one arm and the fault line and then I'm doing backstroke and then it cuts to him and they go yep Donald Trump's alchemaniac <laughs> yeah Woo. I think if we can if we learn nothing else in that promo Donald Trump is indeed a hulkamaniac <laughs> I uh I sometimes wonder, I wonder how much cocaine was taken in the 80s in America. <laughs> and if you could proportion it between the people who took it, whether one of them would have taken significantly more than anyone else <laughs> ahead, for example, of doing a promotional message on a sporting event. Oh, my... It is something else. It God. is wonderful. It's astonishing. I mean, it saves this... You know, the four hours that I watched this bloody show. Uh, it it was worth sitting through that for that. Uh, what, Magical. Again, like the peaks and troughs of it. You know, Hogan's <laughs> fault line analogy. But it's so boring. And then you get Hogan just going, I am I am like a terrorist atrocity in the middle of this. And you go, I'm, I'm sitting up and I'm listening and I'm energised for the next bit. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, jeez. And, oh, and then you're back into it. Yeah. <laughs> so you get uh, match number seven, Ravishing Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan versus Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm. Two guys here, two of the best of the 80s, mm. Rick Rude and Jake Roberts. Really, really good. I didn't realise that Ravishing Rick Rude's real name was Richard Rude. Richard Rude. Fantastic. Yeah, it would have been Fantastic. funnier. Fantastic. It would have been funnier if his real name was Ravishing <laughs> and his middle name was Stephen. David. <laughs> <laughs> ravishing Stephen Rude. Um, during, during his little sort of um, speech, he says, the odds are in my oh, favourite. Oh, God, he gets it's through the whole favorite, thing, doesn't he? And then he goes, the odds are in my favourite. He gets through the whole thing and then he gets to the last word. <laughs> <laughs> weasel, weasel, weasel. Go do the swimming. Swim out shot. <laughs> I would fuck the shit out of Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> he is the sexiest fucking man he, in this. I, I, he is cut to fuck. He is shredded. Like a, he's like a Tom of Finland wank he fantasy. He is shredded. He's famous Wonderful. as well for being like astonishing. He was really strong. So he was like mm. an arm wrestler as well. Oh, was he right? And he was known for, he could knock someone out with an open handed slap. That was his <laughs> big thing. Uh, they are always go on about how pretty his face is. Mm. He looks like Jeff Tips from League of Gentlemen. Yeah, he's not. He's, <laughs> he, looks, <laughs> he looks like, oh, who's the fellow who used to be in Biker Grove? He used to look after Biker Grove. Yes. Jeff. Jeff, uh, Jeff again. Jeff. Jeff. 
all the Jeffs. <laughs> he looks like every Jeff we've ever known. All the Jeffs. Um, he, what the Jeff is Jeff to? <laughs> what the world is coming he's, to? He's, he is so good, Rick Rude. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. and, and Jake Roberts also mm. really, really mm. good. They had a great feud. Uh, around this time over Rick Rude wearing some tights that had a picture of Jake Roberts' wife Cheryl on them. Yes, okay. And it was properly, I mean, really, really... They were, they were some of the first two who actually made WWF matches look like there were two people who were really trying to kill each other. So but they were furious. In this case, um, mm. the woman who's on... Weirdly, the shorts that have got is the woman's face on the back. Yeah. The mouth is roughly around his anus. I know. I don't, I don't like it. No. I don't like that at all. No. They're all kind of stretched out. It's like... Um, oh, whisper when... those sweet nothings, baby. <laughs> 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 when, you, when you go to, like, a carnival and they've spray-painted a picture yeah. of Angelina Jolie yeah. on the side of the waltzers yeah. and it always looks a bit wonky <laughs> this, that's what his pants look like it does there's something about it of going you know I, I'm such a desirable and, and successful man yeah. that I can afford to have my trousers made at a carnival <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you see you see that guy who's painted the waltzer <laughs> he does my threads you know? I, they are so good this match again is crap it's, right, yeah. it's really bad. The timing, they have to go to a time limit draw to make mm. the, you know, buys and things all work, even though it doesn't really work. And it's just such a waste. I mean, they are they are two really, really good performers. Rick Rude had some good matches in WWF, but you really have to watch his stuff in WCW from the late, right. uh, early 90s, where he's just brilliant. I mean, he's, he's oh, he's so good. He was, again, one of those people with a great gimmick that fits him absolutely mm. perfectly. And same with Jake Roberts, you know. Well, Jake and him could have been brothers. They got a very similar look, but just Jake the Snake is just out of shape yes. <laughs> like a lot more out of shape than, yeah. than, than, than Rick Rude uh, weirdly the other thing I love about Rick Rude is he's one of the very very few big main eventers who never gave up smoking oh, so throughout his career <laughs> he was so famous thin. for constantly smoking <laughs> look at how imagine how fit he would have been had he not been smoking he would have had he would have had abs that if you touched them your hands would get cut just, <laughs> no it probably oh. it probably stops him eating quite so much crap doesn't it yeah. like a lot of the wrestlers he probably had the best abs this Wrestlemania I had to rate bodies and stuff yeah hit this body fashion for, um, all the way through that match, um, the commentators are going, can you imagine the women all around the world worried about what's going to happen to Rick Rude? There are no women watching this. No, <laughs> absolutely none. Absolutely none. And it's probably the longest match as well. It's probably the longest match in the world. Yeah, they have to go to the time limit draw. Mm. So, and again, I mean, I mean, just... It's a really simple thing, wrestling, because you can make up... You decide what the end will be. Mm. And if you say, do you know what the end will be? It'll be that one that everyone just goes, oh... You know, that was a yeah. decision that was made. It's crazy. Mm. I, I, I don't think you even get to see Jake do the DDT, do you? Which is his famous no. move that in the eighties was the greatest move in, in history. Because he, he, he does the he does the um, he says he's going to do it. He yeah. does the things and everyone that, in, cheers. In everyone everyone cheers. Goes, oh, and he doesn't do it. Like, you don't see it. <laughs> so many bad decisions. And also, you know, they they were you know very very wasted in that. I mean, yeah, they have some great matches mm. throughout the eighties, uh, late eighties in Madison Square Garden and things like that. Never really televised. And so, uh, it's just again just such a shame, mm. such a waste, a mm. waste of this stellar talent. But he could have done if they'd have gone for regular matches, and you'd have had that Rick Rude, Jake Roberts one, and they'd have worked it out in advance, and it had meant something. Mm. They could have been great. Mm. Instead, it's a load of old shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, so, so I mean, we're, we're still about five matches from the yeah. end. This is at the point when I was watching, I was going, oh. I've got, I've got to be at the studio now. I, I, I know. Well, the next one is <laughs> Ultimate Warrior versus Hercules. It's Ultimate Warrior's so this debut. Yes, yeah, so is my, the, the first time I've seen him on this. Um, you can see why he made a big splash. Because yeah. he actually has some energy. Well, he runs into the ring, doesn't he? He absolutely just goes straight. Forward. He really does, and he's he's he's. I I uh, think he's the shit. Mm. I think he's like the worst professional wrestler mm. who ever got to a certain level mm. in the history of the sport. Mm. Um, you know, Jesus Christ! In this this WrestleMania is so bad. I actually thought found myself thinking. Oh, thank goodness it's the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> you know, it's I, oh man. I I mean, the Warrior himself again. In the ring, he's crap. Mm. He's so bad. And everyone talks about how bad it is working with him and everything. Outside the ring, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he's so a lot he, of fun. So he, <clears throat> I remember watching a video he did probably about... 2005. 2005. Yeah. Where he was doing a speech. He was like an original kind of alt-right kind of... He was. Or Jean Provocateur, wasn't he, really? Yeah. He was like the original kind of... You know, he, my my law. He, he, he falls out with uh, the WWF uh, over all sorts of things, payoffs mm. at pay per views and things like that. And in 1993, he legally changed his name to Warrior. That's right. Yeah. Part of the reason he wasn't just 
bananas, although he is largely bananas. He uh, changes it to that because he's trying to make sure no one trademarks it and so he can keep performing under the name Warrior. Yeah. So he does this, but he became in this interim period where he's doing nothing, and he did nothing for a long time. Uh, he became a conservative speaker and commentator. That's right. It, and as you say, he was one of the first people. He was, I hate to say this, it seems like he was slightly ahead of his time in that he was realising that he could build up an online following that didn't need a big company like WWF. Yeah. And so he starts doing his own T-shirts and advertising in the wrestling magazines. And then he starts having his own website. He does his own comic things. And he begins licensing his likeness and things to projects that he's behind. So he is actually cutting out the middleman. And that seems like something... I mean, look at us doing this podcast. We are following in the footsteps of the ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we mustn't be as homophobic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in 2005, he starts doing this lecture tour. Mm, and, and that's what I, I remember him doing one where he is... he. <sighs> Somebody criticised him for, I don't know, what, his, his stances on Muslims he, or something. He was talking about, he was saying, <clears throat> we have to understand. He actually uses a phrase very close to, let's make America great again. Right. Uh, but he says, along the lines of, he says, we have to accept that, that things aren't always equal. Mm. And he does a couple of sort of uh, generic ones. And then he says, we have to accept that heter- homosexuality is inferior to heterosexuality. Mm. And someone says, Why? Uh, in this thing and he says queering don't make the world work that's right I forgot about that queering don't make the world work that's right uh, this video is still up you can still find it I don't think it's on YouTube but you can find it in you know probably on Daily Motion or something exactly Warrior Web which was (laughs) the the big competitor to the internet that the Warrior set up Bowie Net which you can only hear when you shut your eyes at midnight (laughs) it's crazy Um, but uh, uh, the audience really laugh they love him and they're yeah. really cheering him, and it's a really ugly scene. I always, I'd always thought, I hadn't seen it until the other day, but I always thought it was one of those things where everyone was like, oh my God, who is this nutcase? Mm. And actually, they really love it. But then there's, but then there's, I mean, you've gone to see the Ultimate Warrior, you're going to, you know, eat up wherever he says, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, at one point, somebody criticises him, and I think... An Iranian student, yeah. Yeah. He told her to get a towel. Get a towel. It doesn't even work. No. Does, I mean, doesn't even work. There's a lot of leaps there, Get a towel. There? You're going... Yeah. You have to know the term, you know, towel, head, yeah. to understand the, yeah. the term that he's trying to grab. Get a head. Get a head. But that's two words. <laughs> no, not, not, not one. Yeah, yeah. it's just uh, uh, I mean, what he, a mess. He, he then he does a lot of things like blogs as well over the years. Mm. Uh, one of them he he, he's, he kept coming back to was the death of Heath Ledger, who he called Leather Hedger, uh, and he said that Brokeback Mountain is a gay propaganda film. I mean. Uh, uh, if you're really bothered about stuff like that, there's something going on with you. <laughs> now, I'm not saying this just because he's dead, and I'm safe to say it. <laughs> he did have his first wife did say she was going to bring out a book, and it was about the duality of his sexuality. Oh, she, really? She okay. To expose him as hypocrite. Is that, that why you're so obsessed that, with it? That book never happened. Right. But um, I mean, so you, we just have to say that that it's not true. Uh, but I mean, you know. I don't, uh, you know, take it normal, or leave it. Normal people don't get obsessed about it. Exactly. So, how yeah. disgusting something exactly. is. Exactly. My, my father, for example, he detests the broadcast of Tommy Boyd. <laughs> now, I've noticed my dad will watch a lot of Tommy Boyd and listen to a lot of Tommy Boyd on the radio to just go, oh, he's terrible. Yeah, seek him my out. My father loves Tommy Boyd. <laughs> right? That's the dark secret yeah. he has. And I think, you know, if you're going on about Brokeback Mountain all the time, this is obviously, it's when it came out, he's not absolutely lunatic. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying he's going to think that's a bit reductive, but I mean, you know, just grow up. Yeah. You know, fuck off. You spend your day running around in some pants full of steroids with a load of <laughs> face other, paint on. With other boys. Yeah, exactly. With, with other with, big boys. I mean, I mean, you know, if we're not going to go I'm just going to judge your lifestyle. <laughs> Don't judge other people's <laughs> fucking lifestyle, you big lunatic. Um, miss him very much. <laughs> All right, Pete. Did he ever go to all of him? Is he did, yeah. Him? Well, I mean, I mean, what, what was really interesting about Warrior is he, he finally mended the rift with WWE right. um, and he uh, went into the Hall of Fame and he attended the WrestleMania there and he was on Raw the following night and that evening he had a heart attack and died. That's right. Yes. So they I mean okay. I mean it was it was incredibly fortuitous <clears throat> for the WWE and the Warrior to cap off the career when they did because had they had they waited literally 24 hours later yeah then that wouldn't have happened. So yeah. and they're also very lucky it didn't happen the day before because that would have been absolutely 
a nightmare. <laughs> Imagine being in charge of the production on a that nightmare, one. A nightmare booking. Oh. Virgil, are you busy? <laughs> Virgil, I am, actually. Do, do I'm doing a, a signing <laughs> with Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil, uh, have you got Ted DiBiase's uh, phone number, mate? Yeah, he'll come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is fine. I'll sort it out. I'll sort it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll be all right. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Oh. <laughs> so then we get the, the big match and this is the match that WrestleMania 4 was sold on uh, was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant yeah which is weird because that's what they sold the last one on. oh isn't it isn't it and, and so this strange. one I mean talk about being sold a pup I mean Jesus <sighs> Christ mm. they are doing their best so Jesse is sort of going Andre looks awesome mm. and as he says that Andre looks stooped and he's sort of padding across the ring I mean he he's having difficulty getting up. Mm. It's it's just not good. Weirdly, his timing is better in this one. Yeah, I find he, his, his he, facial stuff is better. He but. seems a lot better than he was in the last one. Weirdly, I mean, yeah. you see Sugar Ray Leonard in the crowd before this one, and like, yeah. and, but they show the VT of um, Andre and Hulk, and I forgot that VT where Andre sort of going, "Look at me when I'm talking to you. Look at me Look at when me. I'm talking to you." <laughs> <laughs> He's like a bad dream the way he speaks. It's like, why is my dad talking like that? He's using too many vowels and not enough consonants. Sometimes when I walk in, when I walk in around like a rough bit of London at night, you'll often hear a voice like come out of an alleyway <laughs> and it'll just be in the distance and I, I, I swear most of the time I'll often think to myself Andre? What I like, so I mean, Andre's constantly in a suit now in all yeah. of like, the promos, it seems. Yeah. Fred DiBiase's bought him a suit, it yeah. seems. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of big, big old suits. A cheap suit, but big suit. <laughs> a, a, a big cheap suit is a an big expensive suit. suit. Yeah, some, I mean, but it looks very 70s, that's what I like about it. It does. It's not, um, it's not a very 80s suit. Andre's not buying a new suit for fucking WrestleMania 4. <laughs> no. Andre bought a new suit for his father's funeral in 1975, <laughs> and he's wearing that one to WrestleMania. <laughs> it's a suit that can never be repurposed, unless it's for a parachute, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> There's, there's a beautiful moment when, um, well, they, they sort of cut back to clips from a Saturday night show where Andre and Hulk, I presume between three and four, they've doing, yeah. been doing a little house show and, and a little Saturday show. And, on the and that and one stuff. that they do is the one where he loses the belts right, okay. uh, to this, Andre. But the screams from the kids in the crowd, I don't know if it's because it's a small room this time, but it's night and day. Like the, When um, when Andre starts like beating on, on the Hulk, the yeah. screams from the kids yeah. is deafening. Yeah. And then when it actually gets them the, this match here in, in the room, you're like... Oh god, the atmosphere just is not Ab- as good. Absolutely, I, I I I I can't remember whether I read this or not. I might be making it up, but I think there was something about the fact it was at Trump uh, Casino. Yeah, a lot of the people who were in the crowd were casino goers who were given tickets, yeah, or okay. they'd signed up for a deal, and they weren't wrestling fans. Mm. And so you get some people who are excited about mm. it, but you can tell, like in the front row, you've got Donald Trump, Ivana, his wife at the time, mm. and loads of security people. They're in the front row, and so you've got automatically the bit that you constantly see when it's being filmed is. Yeah. The, the VIPs. Oh, and you know that. VIPs the are the worst yeah. people to have anything. <laughs> they just sit there and they're bored. 
Yeah. Um, th- this then- actually, I mean, I mean, funny enough, in the Andre and Hogan match is the only time that uh, Trump's obviously a security guy with the, uh, the dark glasses sitting behind him. Mm. He cannot take his eyes off Hogan at the end. He is <laughs> smiling like a little baby. He's like, this is brilliant. <laughs> oh, so, so sweet. There's, when Andre uh, enters the uh, fray, a little kid with like a little teenage little porn on moustache, which really <laughs> makes you laugh, flips him off for ages. <laughs> sideways flippy off. <laughs> Wonderful. Go and like, flip me off. Yeah, Andre's like, Andre like does a glare one to the left and then glare two to the right. Oh. And he's, oh, he's fantastic. Like, he's a lot better in this match. He it, looks way brighter. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I mean, this is, this is in some ways, it's, it's Andre's great sort of legacy years. And in other ways, everyone goes, oh, he was really past it and he was horrible by then. But actually, he's good. He's a proper monster. That's why he's the greatest attraction. That's why he's the eighth wonder of the world mm. in wrestling. Because... It doesn't matter how good you are in the ring. If you're seven foot four and you look like Andre the Giant mm. does, people are going to go, you are exciting and I want to see you fight. Yeah. And when you're a villain, you're the biggest villain that's ever lived. Magic. Uh, this, like, um, the, the Hulk theme. <laughs> real, I am a real American. Yeah, it's, it, there's something about that, that makes me feel sad. It's just... <laughs> It's just, there's there's a couple of minor chords in there, yeah. but it's not in a minor key. I don't think somebody who probably knows uh, music uh-huh. better than me probably would be able to tell me. But uh-huh. it's like it's composed at gunpoint by a prisoner of war. I the rights It's too mournful. It is it's quite. too mournful. It's like something you'd hear at a funeral. It's dreadful. What would you like him to have? Big, uh, big brass band. <laughs> 76 yeah, trombones in yeah, the chorus exactly. line. Exactly, something like that. <laughs> At least something like By the Darkness or something, you know. Oh. You're really growing on me. <laughs> Do you know, he actually had... When he went to WCW, he had a kind of Hendrix rip-off. OK, right. Oh, really? <laughs> like that. It did um, like a banjo. <laughs> I know. Okay, I said it like a banjo. <laughs> uh, I don't play the fictional electric guitar, I only play a fictional banjo. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, uh, Hogan is... It's funny. I mean, I mean, I, the other thing is, I mean, I'm tying him up with this sort of America mm. it, they weren't sort of looking internationally at that point yeah you know? okay yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. so uh, you wouldn't really get that these days well growing up I never saw like you know obviously I knew who Hulk Hogan was but I didn't really like the British Bulldog was British yeah uh, and you sort of figure that one out and you know all of the other you know uh, people around the world yeah. with sort of pictures of being around the world but Hulk Hogan I never thought was being American you know what I mean no. I never thought he was being because he looks Swedish for yes one. he does he looks <laughs> he looks he, he, he looks he does I mean Hogan we said this on one of the early ones but Hogan is was an attempt to connect with the Irish community in New yeah. York Hulk Hogan um, yeah I mean, I mean what's, what's funny is as you do go on you get obviously British Bulldog that's when they begin going actually there's a huge market outside yeah, yeah. Of, of America. And so they do tone down all that, like Hacksaw Duggan in the USA yeah. and everything. That's all sort of slightly disappearing, that jingoism. Right. And it's better. Although, you know, even today the modern, you know, uh, programming is still fairly sort of racist. <laughs> so it's not very woke. No, you know, not it's, very woke, guys. You know, it, you know, here comes Jinder Mahal and it's all, you know, Maharaja. And right, it's all, okay. Oh, really, you know, <laughs> doing this again, are we guys? Know, we, we don't make you, you know, we don't sort of go. Here's a British guy, you know, British Federation. So here's an American wrestler, and he's chewing gum, and you know, I can't think what Americans do. They don't pay very much for Shoot gas. Guns. Is that... You're not allowed guns. You're not they allowed don't guns pay here. Very much for gas. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, why am I so boring? <laughs> <laughs> they go to McGill University in Montreal. <laughs> hey, yeah, that'd be if great. They travel north of the border. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they also can't drink. That's the... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> they have a bit a bottle of uh, weak lager and then they follow up with a shot and then they get shit after five. Go, what, how did this happen? Well, you know ca- that. Occasionally, they have relatives who get killed by bears. <laughs> <laughs> very much the north part of America. <laughs> you're very focusing on. <laughs> a visit the south at all? <laughs> uh, what are they like? Uh, they they eat snakes. They are. They live in a place where there are more black people, but they seem more racist. Yeah, and which they, is weird. They they go yeehaw a lot. <laughs> yeah. You see, now if you're American and you listen to this, oh, you're that's, offended. That's how it feels <laughs> being a non-American yeah. when you get WWE. That's right, what okay. it's like. So there's so many American yeah. characters. Yeah, absolutely. I am a real North Englander. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good gimmick for you. <laughs> that you you're, man. you're dressed up as Hogan, but all of your references. Are to do with stotty cakes, oh, yeah. heart liverpool. That's, that's really it. square sausages. Yeah, and you can't go as far as Sunderland. You have to keep it as regional <laughs> as possible. It's much better. <laughs>
Yeah. Hartley Paul Hogan. Hartley Paul Hogan. Hartley Hogan. Hartley Hogan. Come on. Now, a man. Write that down. Get that down. Hartley Paul Hogan. Good. Oh, <laughs> looking forward to watching that porno. <laughs> <laughs> What's Pete done this week? Well, <laughs> he spent five grand on a poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's him with that monkey they hanged, and both of them have got their knobs out. And he's, he thinks it's going to get him out of trouble. <laughs> it's not. It's, no. It's not. going to get him further in. Hulk Hogan's suing. Oh, talking of trouble. Match 10, <sighs> Don Morocco versus Ted DiBiossi. Yes. I, I literally have got... No Nothing. notes about this. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was aware it was going past, and I, I couldn't even, like, focus on the colours. I couldn't... No, I mean, speaking of colours, there's a lot of tie-dye in this WrestleMania. Tie-dye yeah. has definitely hit piss. Um, yeah. Billy Graham's back, and he's wearing a tie-dye sort of suit, I think. Um, but just, you know, that Ted DBS to the rock, and then match your man's back. <laughs> it's yeah. just like... It is, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I mean it, if, you, if you didn't enjoy it the first time, then good news. <laughs> You're going to have to see it again. Uh, and the next match you get is Randy Savage versus Greg Valentine. Again, yeah. two people that you've just seen, and it's good to see Savage, but you never really get that thing of Savage's... You need them longer. You need Savage to really fight yeah. from the bottom the whole way, and it has to look continually like he's going to get knocked out here, mm. and he has to knock down these obstacles. He's yeah. the one who does the most matches. So they are sort of trying to do that. They're going, he's going to go through hell to get there. Yeah. But they just don't really convey yeah. that. Well, he doesn't seem any in any way knackered like every new match. No. It's just kind of like... I think no, I, I, no. I didn't actually add it up. That's a bit bad of me, but I didn't add it up. But I think the amount of time he spent in the ring, it can't have been more than like 22 minutes. Well, it can't have been more than he spent in the last WrestleMania no. doing stuff. So no. I mean, it's... Oh, just separated out, isn't it? God, it's so bad. And then <sighs> finally, you get two new performers along. Mm. Uh, the Honky Tonk Man, the Intercontinental Champion, mm. versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And they stink up the place worse... <laughs> than the last four who I didn't want to see. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Well, uh, Bruce the Barber, because he gets his gimmick last time, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And and he's clearly he's clearly quite familiar with it, He's and he's back. Yeah. And he's back, and he's selling it. Yeah. He's selling how sharp those he fingers is, are. Do you know, when I first started watching wrestling, I was about 12, and I, I he was the first person I actually thought was my favourite wrestler. Yeah. I thought he was really good, mm. uh, because kids don't know a thing. They just don't know anything. <laughs> um, I, 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 was, I was reading something, and someone was talking about his career, and he basically, he was a best friend of Hulk Hogan, mm. and he followed Hogan pretty much everywhere Hogan went. So in his early career, he's called Eddie Hogan. And then he's called right. Dizzy Hogan and stuff like that. So he's always in the <laughs> slipstream. So he becomes Brutus Beefcoat here. And there's, there was just a line that really caught me. And it's just a, a magic line that sums up everything I sort of think about him, but never really, you know, vocalised. Mm. But someone said, few performers can say they wrestled for so long, for so many notable federations, while simultaneously making such a small relative impact in the history of those organisations. <laughs> he, is, he is so benign. Mm. You know, he, he, it's he's a got good a gimmick. Gi- yeah, he's got a gimmick. And yeah, and, does and that, that's it. Does that get him through? I just, he comes just... out and he has the has the gimmick and the scissors, mm. and you cheer the scissors. You're cheering some scissors. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're cheering some well, shears. Well, the only thing is, like, he's got the shears, but he only ever uses. I've only I've seen him wrestle twice now, and the first time he used a crappy um, shaver. Yeah, I noticed that wasn't tried again. No, he brings out some scissors. It's like, use the fucking shears, that's, mate. You, like, you're watching him because they've got a thing here where there's a, a honky top man is a sort of flabby elf. Mm. Now, he's got a big quiff. Yeah, uh, well, that's what I thought. I thought you want to see... Yeah, I want to see that quiff That gone. quiff get cut off. <laughs> that's all you want to do. And so, you're interested, insofar as you're interested, yeah. you're interested because you think, I'm going to see a man who looks like a flabby Elvis have a quiff cut off in one go. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. I'll watch that. No, doesn't happen. Well, Honky Tonk doesn't want to lose his... Like, that's his thing, yeah. I guess. And that's quite hard to... But then... I, t- I, t- <laughs> I just cut his fucking is, hair off. How long is that going to take? Cut his fucking hair just off. Just cut the back. And it's go, WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. Get out there. Whatever happens, whatever happens, mate. Right? Uh, you know, you can keep your belt. That's <laughs> fine. But let me tell you, this big quiff is coming off in one lump. Okay? And and if you come back here, we will drag you back out there, and he will cut your damn hair off. Basic. Absolutely basic. Donald Trump's wincing in the crowd. Oh, do you know? I, I, I would say over the years, I probably. I think over probably a decade, Brutus cut the hair of three notable performers. Is that right? Okay, yeah. right. And one of those is Adrian Adonis that he does really badly. <laughs> and he'd do it with the people who are enhancement talent yeah. each week. He'd beat them in three minutes. They'd go, there's your $50. And they had the heck. Do that with the fucking honky-tonk man. <laughs> 
cut his hair off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, He's wow. called Brutus the Barber Beefcake, not Brutus not a barber beefcake. <laughs> Brutus, Brutus oh. cut the man who's one of the manager's hair off. So he, oh. cut, he cuts uh, the mouth of the South's hair at the yes, back, doesn't he? he does, he does. Very underwhelming. Yeah, the, 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 the funny, the best performer out of the whole lot of them there is the, the lady with the uh, blonde hair who's called Peggy Sue. Uh, her real name is Sherry Martell, mm. and she later became the Matcha Man's Valley, a sensational Sherry. Oh. But she was uh, a real pioneer of women's wrestling. Is that know? right? Well, okay. In the 80s, yeah. 80s yeah. pioneer. There are earlier pioneers than that, like your, your May Youngs and your Moolers. But mm. uh, Sherry Martell, good wrestler, really good. Well, she, Moolah gets a mention earlier on from Yuka, so... Really? Yeah, she, she just goes, oh, you mugged me off with... You, with uh... Moving with off Moolah. of Moolah onto Vanna. Off of Moolah. No, he's only got women with A sounds at the end of their names. <laughs> um, oh, man. And um, then, oh, then there's the Andre promo. Oh, that's a great promo. Well, it is a great problem. I, it did make me realise, it was like a eureka moment, why his face, not knowing how big he is, why his face is scary. Yeah. It's because I think his teeth might have been normal size and yes. you can see there's too many of them. That's he's true. He's got too many teeth. That's true, he's got that's, little baby teeth. He's got little baby teeth. Yeah, hasn't he? That's <laughs> horrifying. But he's got too many of them. Oh, yeah. Like, because like, you can see too much of his mouth and you're going... That's too many. Oof. He's got four front, like two, four kind of front teeth. Rose, we have two. Like it's a shark, <laughs> like a massive. Too many teeth. French shark. Too many teeth. Oh, he! Uh, you see him put his hand on Bob Uka's shoulder, <laughs> and his hand is just the size of Bob Uka's head, and it's just. <laughs> want to touch that big hand Bob Uka <laughs> Bob Uka would be like uh, Bob Uka sells it quite well as well he, he sort of looks up and goes Whoa, and there's, uh, uh, at the end Andre throttles him and mm. as Andre walks out you can see him sort of like clock the camera and he's generally sort of going that was good fun <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's really like I really enjoyed that. that that was easy I got through it I throttled the man I'm not, no one's punched me <laughs> a good day's work <laughs> yeah. uh, match 13 the Islanders <laughs> and Bobby Heenan versus the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware yes Sam Fatu's baseball card uh, is really nice. <laughs> is it? He's wearing a lovely lay in every kind of iteration oh. of his little pictures. Oh, nice! Because he's an islander, isn't Did he? Did you have got a lay on him for anything about Haku? No, is he the other? He's the other guy. Haku's the, the islander, other guy. Right? Yeah, um, Haku inside the ring is quite dull. Right outside the ring, he's the world's most frightening man. <laughs> right, it's the one thing that all the wrestlers agree on. So, oh, <laughs> great. Uh, in Arn Anderson, who was a long-time NWA, mm. later WWF, uh, but one of the great sort of journeyman wrestlers, mm. just fantastic. Uh, he said there were three types of men in the world. There are tough men, there are wrestler tough men, and then there's Haku. <laughs> right? He put him in a category of everyone else on the planet. Jake the Snake Roberts said about him, uh, if I had a gun and was sitting inside a tank with one shell left and Haku was 300 yards away, He's mine, right? <laughs> the first thing I will do is jump out of the tank and shoot myself because I don't want to wound that son of a bitch and have him pissed off at me. <laughs> the stories about him are so frightening. You can really read them. They are great news. In the ring, he was a bit slow, a bit mm. dull. In Outside, he'd be in hotels, he'd get into fights where he'd break off people's teeth with one hand. I mean, it's just <laughs> insane. They, they, uh, oh, there's a story he tells, sort of like with relish, about biting someone's nose off. <laughs> It's just Dennis insane. Dennis Wise style. Oh, well, I, I, I once went to a WrestleMania and I went to the mm. Hall of Fame and uh, Jim Ross introduced Cowboy Bill Watts, who right. was a, a, a 70s wrestler and promoter. And uh, Jim Ross did a thing where he'd forgotten he wasn't just in front of the wrestlers, there were normal people there. And he told a story about Bill Watts essentially biting someone's eye out of the socket. <laughs> oh, and geez. he looked genuinely surprised when there was no sort of like, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and he was a bit sort of like, fuck's wrong with you? You know, it was a really weird sort of thing, and you go, gosh, and they tell these stories, and all of these stories, if your mate told you them, you would you would probably not sleep for a week. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, my God, he's lost his mind. Um, oh, God. There's, uh, there's also another story about him taking someone's eye out. Right. But, you know, all told in jocular way. <laughs> it was another wrestler, uh, and this wrestler, they, walk, they were walking through a, a town. He kicked some d dirt on a guy who was digging a ditch. Right. And Haku thought it was disrespectful, and he popped his eyeball out of his socket. Jesus Christ. Uh, I mean, it's just... It's such a weird thing about watching it, and you'd go, oh, you know, this is nothing match. And then you've got, literally, the world's most frightening man <laughs> is in this. They, a lot of them are saying, had he got into MMA, had he been around now, yeah. you know, that, that they would just be absolutely undefeatable. <laughs> I love that thing of going, you didn't have a great career, but everyone respects you. But I look at them, I just go, what have you seen? <laughs> What have you done? The things you put your fingers into. Oh, God. <laughs> the things you've seen leap out of people. <laughs> oh. Oh. He's still alive, though, so let's make it clear. We are big fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he won't be allowed on a plane. <laughs>
No, he can't be. <laughs> he can't be. He, can't be. he um, uh, th- this is with the Bulldogs as well. Uh, a terrible match. This. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're all so talented. Everyone in that ring is actually really talented. But it goes with a, a silly finish where Bobby Heenan gets a pin yeah. and Coco Beware, and then they try and get the Bulldog to savage Bobby Heenan, mm. and the Bulldog isn't doing it. So <laughs> Davy Boy Smith is just placing a bulldog on Bobby Heenan's back and you can see the bulldog actually look like oh this is squalid this is, me. This is the worst one he says <laughs> this is the worst one I preferred it last year <laughs> when I was raped <laughs> by a man <laughs> I preferred it last year when Jesse went to reward me like one of his strange fashion <laughs> Jesus outfits Christ. I'm wearing a bulldog on my dick <laughs> oh Jesse yeah. oh, not the strangest thing you've ever seen you in oh you know. god um... <laughs> and then talking of Jesse that's the bit where they go do you know what we've got a few matches to go Quickly get Jesse up there to do a pose down. Did you see this? Say again, what the... uh... They get Jesse Ventura to stand on a platform right at the top of the building and he just does a few muscle poses. So... I must admit, this is the point where I was like, I was running out of time, and it I was, was like, so I was like, what do I need to see? What do I need yeah. to see? I need to see the matches. What's it's going brief. On? It's brief, but he just does three muscle poses <laughs> and then throws his arms up in the air, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's great." Is it longer than after oh. Hulk's match where he does some flexing for about a good five minutes that, that I measured? That is too long. No, it it's, it's not as long as that. that. <laughs> I say it's not as long as that. But again, at this stage of proceedings, it's not what anyone fucking <laughs> no. needs. An no announcer longer. doing some weak, like, you know, <laughs> muscle things in the distance. No one would be able to fucking see it. Ooh, yeah, good. And everyone goes, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and then uh, f- match number 14. Maybe that, was like a kind of, maybe that was kind of just, uh, right, this isn't going too well. This is a shit show. <laughs> Get, look, break glass for Jesse's muscles. <laughs> Panicking. Get, Get it out. It's very important that Jesse gets to do this because he's made it clear he'll never wrestle again. So whatever he does is of no help to us. So, yeah, let's put, I mean, it just, it's insane. Match 14, then. Oh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus One Man Gang. I just, I mean, by this point, I've, my notes are just like, are we still fucking going? It just, it's just, <laughs> One Man Gang, instead of having him beaten, he tries to hit him with a stick. That's right, And it yeah. takes the referee three goes to see, and then he goes, yeah, fine. I mean, just, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, all of this is so, so irritating. Um, mm. uh, one Man Gang, a guy called George Gray, a uh, nice guy, nice, nice and big and fat. Oh, and uh, he's got a few more WrestleManias to come, but under different gimmicks. Right. Uh, one of which he plays Akeem the African Dream. Um, <laughs> but uh, he seems like a really nice guy. He, he's had some heart trouble over the years. Still alive. Uh, the last time he was in the news was last year. Uh, his house got flooded during um, at the time of like Hurricane Katrina, I right. think it was. Uh, and uh, there's a really good photo the local press took him. He's holding up a plank with all the sort of ruins of his house. But it looks like he's sort of threatening the house with the plank. <laughs> smashed it up. Yeah. But he does have a, a, a you know, a Kickstarter thing to try and, you know, help him out a bit. Yeah. It's, it's done quite well. But yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Well, that's, a, that's a bit him and Virgil. <laughs> Virgil just wants money to be a millionaire. <laughs> that man's had his house trashed. George Gray would like a bit of house. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think he just wants his house back. One is, one is very, very definitely, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, called the other. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm looking down this, Pete. There's still more. I know. I've got... I've written Demolition, yes. S&M Guys, yes. Mr. Fuji being shit again. That's yes. what I've written on uh, my note, and that's all I've got for that match. Yeah, <laughs> they, they take on Strike Force, who are Tito Santana and Rick Martel. Yeah. This is, this is you know, the best match mm. in the whole of WrestleMania. It's actually got a bit of heat to it. Right. Demolition, fascinatingly weird sort of story where... Vince McMahon thinks he's going to sign up the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors, later who became known as the Legion of Doom. Right, I did, yes, okay. They've always had that name, but uh, that was uh, their WWE name, if yeah. you like. They used that primarily. Um, but the Road Warriors uh, were the hottest thing in wrestling mm. at that point. Two great big muscular guys with face paint on who didn't sell and who just kicked shit out of everyone. Yeah. They, were, they were great. Vince McMahon really wanted them. He couldn't get them. So he invented his own. Right. With Demolition and Demolition were made up of two guys one called um, uh, Bill Eady the other called Terry Darso right. and they were journeyman wrestlers and uh, Bill Eady had been around since the, the sort of I think late 60s but he main eventer in the 70s mm. masked superstar and uh, uh, Darso Barry Darso was uh, he played a Russian called Crusher Khrushchev right. so they're, they're two guys probably coming up to the twilight of their career they stick them with this face paint <laughs> on and these sort of S&M things yeah. and they become for four years the best tag team that WWE's had in years. I mean, they're just oh, really? really, really good. They work so well together, and they are thrilling. They had some mm. great matches. Uh, they got curtailed a bit in the early 90s because Bill Eadie developed heart problems, right. and they didn't want to put him in. Mm. But they're really, really good in this, mm. and it's just, they are like a breath of fresh air in this whole thing. Strike Force are also really good. Good white bread, clean, mm. bright teeth, sort of, you know, fam uh, favourites. Um, and the end comes with a, with a bit where someone... 
uh, Mr. Fuji's cane comes in and uh, Axe hits uh, Rick Martell over the back of the head with it. Jesus Christ. If you ever want to see, <laughs> like, if you if people go, wrestling's all fake, it's all fake. <laughs> it's predetermined. It's all fake, it's all fake. Show them just that little bit of Axe <laughs> cracking a fucking stick in Rick Martell's head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I looked at it. Look, just watching it made my head bleed. My head, <laughs> my head split in two and blood flowed down my head. It's the hardest whack you've ever seen. And... Credit to him. I mean, it looks great. As a result, uh, there's there's a nice bit where Teacher Santana beats Mr. Fuji really badly, and I just I can watch the whole day. <laughs> For all he's done, he actually For does all it quite well. He sells it really well. He looks like he's dead, uh, and that was that was very good. Uh, and then uh, finally, Jesus, finally, Christ. Uh, we come to the main event, which yes. is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ted DiBiase for the uh, the uh, WWF Heavyweight Championship. Still not like, still not a um, a long match, really. No, no, very quick. I mean, it's uh, and and really unspectacular. Mm. You know, no great sort of. Oh my God, DiBiase's almost won. Oh my God, you know, it yeah. just plods along. Donald Trump uh, gets a kiss from Vanna Wright. I notice he does. There's also mm. a really weird bit where Robin Leach brings out the belt mm. and he goes and shows it to Trump, and Trump. Sort of strokes him on the face. He pats him on the face, and I was thinking, I've never seen anyone do that move before. <laughs> like, a, like a bloke, you sort of come over, and he just sort of grabs him on the head. It's really like, where do you learn these things? <laughs> really weird. Power move. Oh, really weird. I mean, credit to Trump because he's there for a long time, and he looks perfectly happy to be there at the end. I wouldn't be. I'd, I, I, I'd have been. I'd been lobbing the chair. Fox, the Fox News possibly wasn't that interesting to him. Oh, telly. Uh, there's a funny bit where Bob Uecker comes down the thing, and there's. <laughs> <laughs> As he comes down halfway through, um, there's a bloke just in the aisle mm. that he comes down, and he and he, this bloke has got, he's got a fag in his mouth, <laughs> and he's got a drink, <laughs> and he's got a shirt, and it's all ripped apart, and a sort of waistcoat, and he looks like a comedy Irish New Year's Eve drunk. Right? <laughs> and he's there, Bob Uecker, really pro, just grabs him and sort of moves past him, and then you see security come down on him. <laughs> when Vanna White comes in, I was thinking, God, they've got to be a bit careful here, because the hands are sort of like grabbing in. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that that's the sort of thing in the 80s, people would sort of go, oh, I, you know, got a handful of Vanna White's ass, and yeah. people would have gone, ah, ha, 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 and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is Wait, Don, Donald Trump's up for it. They get halfway down the thing, there's a bloke who grabs her arm, pulls her. It's the same fucking bloke. He's a drunk bloke. So security have gone, you've gone into the middle of the thing, right? That Don't is do that absolutely, again. put him back. Put him back there. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> grabs her, begins pulling her in. They have to sort of like chop at his arm to get off. Just, you know, Jesus Christ. Absolutely astonishing. Um, but, but I think there, what you're seeing, of course, as well, is that's probably security from Trump Casino, yeah. who are very much looking after the people. If that was proper wrestling security, that guy would have disappeared. <laughs> Appeared. His body <laughs> would never have been found. Um, it's it's just, I mean, you know, it's a fine match. Rah. Yeah. Well, I can see it continues that, that in the commentary that every woman wants to have sex with all the wrestlers. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I, uh, oh. I mean, even the appearance of Vanna White in the first instance, we talk about most of the show, mm. and then when she appears, it's really underwhelming. Mm. Like, they don't do anything with her. And it's like. No. Jeez! Like, it will be one of those things where her agent was like, "Well, of course she she can come to this horrible sounding event, but <laughs> she ain't doing nothing. No. She is doing absolutely bugger all. <laughs> she will walk down there, and you will then leave her alone." And <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, credit to her. This 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 um this last bit is 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 sort of interesting. It's something they don't really do anymore. But this was again a lot of forward thinking. And so by the time you get the WrestleMania four win of Randy Savage and Elizabeth mm. there and Hogan in the ring congratulating him, right? They knew what was going to be the main event of WrestleMania 5. Right. And that was going to be Hogan versus Savage. Right. And so they're basically going, this is part of a storyline. Again, that thing of storyline taking precedent over the stuff that you see in the ring. Yeah, and and also, um, after that shit show, yeah. <laughs> they'd be looking to have another one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I tell you, there's just one other thing I love uh, just about this, which is Savage wins, and there was <laughs> a big kerfuffle at the time because... Again, people were what we call kayfabe, mm. which is uh, they they were, if you like, uh, uh, denying the predetermined nature yep. of what is now known as sports entertainment. Um, the WWF magazine had come out a couple of weeks before WrestleMania Four, and it had a load of notes about Randy Savage being the world champion. And at the time, that was seen as being a really seismic 
my God, they've revealed that the business isn't real. Oh, really? Look, wow. They've announced that Savage is the champion. And so <sighs> it was a really, really big deal for quite a while. <sighs> and everyone was like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe. And it's, <laughs> it, it seems to be one of the things as well that because they were becoming this big organisation that had things like magazine schedules hmm. and things... Uh, it began to they began to look at this as being a money making thing rather than a wrestling company mm. so then they begin going right how can we save taxes and things well we're, we're not a sport anymore we're entertainment and so weirdly that little bit of that little nugget is the first time that they they crack kayfabe yeah and they realize it doesn't really matter and it wasn't just down to the iron check taking coke no <laughs> if, if, if it had been down to the iron check taking coke the business would have ended many many years before uh, fantastic yeah. job oh, uh, well, well that is it, isn't it? Yeah, we're done. We're done for WrestleMania 4. Good. I can't say it's been fun. No. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you we... what it has been. It's been really long and awful. <laughs> <laughs> like a Ned with Andre. Um, so, that's it for WrestleMania 4. Mark, yeah, I got, you, I got you a little post-WrestleMania 4 present. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. It's six keys of coke. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let's do it and do the next episode. <laughs> uh, the fun does not start there. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter at WrestleMePod and uh, online at WrestleMePod.com. And you can buy our merch. <laughs> buy our merch, yeah. yeah. I don't know if we have any merch. Uh, I think we are just selling black market steroids. Yeah. Uh, but you can email us as well at show at WrestleMePod.com. Uh, do remember, though, if you would like an answer, you must include a short piece of slash fiction about King Harley Race having an erotic medieval encounter with a serving wench. <laughs> Who's King Harley Race? <laughs> you're going to find out. Good. And you're going to find out what his dick do. Oh, if you liked it, rate, review and subscribe to uh, WrestleMe because all of the money we make will be put into commissioning a public statue of uh, Haku cracking someone's eye out with his bare hands. Until <laughs> next time, WrestleMe Mark! WrestleMe P! WrestleMe! <laughs> This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.